We have so many ideas in our heads, so many things that we say we want to accomplish, that we see as our path, that we say to everyone that we're going to do. How do you know that you're actually meant to do it and that you can trust the voice inside of you or your intuition or your gut feeling? If you follow me on Instagram, you saw my recent post that said, believing in yourself when everyone is clapping is different than believing in yourself when it's silent. Trust yourself. So let me ask you, how do you know if you can trust yourself? Let's talk about it. The Fields Effect. Can I have a moment with you before we get started? I just need to take a second out before I get into the meat of this episode and say, I cannot believe that this is already episode 10. This has gone by so fast. Do you remember the first episode that I did on fear? My very first episode. It literally feels like it was just yesterday that I was running around the house, having that meltdown as I got ready to go live. That was crazy. And now we're here, episode 10. This episode might as well be episode 100 because that's how good it feels to me inside. And I want to make a note. I want to say that I am evolving and I've decided I'm going to celebrate my moments. I'm not going to minimize anything that I've accomplished anymore. I'm not going to let these moments pass me by without stopping to acknowledge the actual milestone because this episode represents that I had an idea and that I decided to do it. And also that I decided that I was going to believe in myself enough to not only execute, but to keep going. And that is huge. Just so you know, I've been thinking about this episode since episode five. Not kidding. The last few weeks I've been saying, how am I going to celebrate? What am I going to do? Like, what's the big bang that's going to happen on episode 10? And here we are. I'm recording. No more minimizing the milestones. That's a commitment. I'm making it here officially. I'm breaking that pattern. Because someone told me yesterday, you have to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. Because so many times when we start something, we already want to be at the finish line. We want to be done. Idea loaded, boom, it's over, right? We make a decision. We say we're ready to go. Even in my case, I'm ready to have a captive audience. I'm ready to be at every speaking event and to be fully optimizing the space. As I say that out loud, I will tell you, I can visualize that. I can see myself in that environment. I know what it sounds like. I know what it feels like. And I know what I look like walking around in that space. I've thought about it. I see it all the time. And I'm big on that because if I can really feel it, I know that it's inside of me. But before I can get there, before any of us can get there, we have to start. One foot in front of the other, one step at a time. It's one client, one listen, one sale, day one, right? The beginning is exciting because this is the fun part. Why is this the fun part? Because this is the moment when all of the ideas are flowing. This is the design stage, right? We're framing up our idea. We're visualizing exactly what we want. This process is like, it's very emotional, like an emotional sweep because we're talking big picture. We're talking about everything that we can see, everything we can imagine, or everything that we desire that thing to be. And that's why I say it's the design stage. It's like if you want to open a coffee shop, you're going to sketch out the interior. 
right? You know, what's the furniture style going to be? What's the color palette? What do you want to offer? What type of service do you want to provide? How will you scale it? That's the creation. And the creation is always energizing because it's fun. But we have to watch that because if the time comes that you're tasked with nailing down all of the particulars that would go into a business plan, formal or not, if you discover that you don't have the bandwidth for that, you might have to reevaluate if this was actually something that you really wanted. Because I've said this before, sometimes we're in love with the idea of doing something, but not necessarily the execution of it. And I drilled this point down in episode nine, so I'm not going to crack it back open again. But if you listen to that episode, you know that I'm talking about the work and the commitment. It's huge. Listen, we know what we know because of our external influences, right? The people we have relationships with. I'm talking our mentors or our colleagues, the books we read, what we study in school. It's the known phrase that our minds are a sum of what we've consumed. Well, that's a real thing. We learn something wherever we choose to learn it. It's validated by someone and we lock it in. Normal course. Much of that will be public knowledge. Technically, that stuff is accessible by anyone that's interested, assuming they have a network or that they have a desire to learn. So this becomes our guide. And because of that, we trust the information and we become reliant on those influences to now shape our thoughts. And if we're not mindful, we'll crave that validation at every point. So follow me here. If thoughts are driven off of these fundamentals, and now all of a sudden you want to branch off and do something new, there's a chance that a lot of the people that are in your current circle, they're not going to understand it. Well, why won't they understand it? Because you're doing something new. So let's say you work in corporate environment and you want to take on an entrepreneurial endeavor, something that's totally out of range with what you do professionally. Well, when you present it, that's going to be weird when you introduce that, right? They're not going to trust that. And they might even try to redirect you to either the place where they see you or the place that's more comfortable or in line with what you're currently doing because they can see that, right? That makes sense. And it's not as much of a stretch. But if your circle is made up of entrepreneurs or people with an entrepreneurial spirit, and this is what you want to do, of course, they're going to see this completely different because they'll understand the space. Do you see what I'm saying? Let me give you an example. I know an artist and he has pieces in galleries all around the world. Super cool guy, but it didn't start like that. Of course, everything has to start. He knew when he was a child, he wanted to be an artist, but his family didn't get it. They didn't get the memo. And I'm not saying they didn't support him, because they did support him to a degree. I just think that when it's not your dream or your vision, you don't really understand the build, if that makes sense. You don't understand what it actually takes to build it. And they felt like after a period of time, okay, listen, you're an adult now. Nothing real has happened. You need to get a job. But he was laser focused. He, was, he blocked him out. He knew what was inside of him. He knew unequivocally without a shadow of a doubt that he was an artist. He knew it. And he worked for years putting that time in, making those big time sacrifices that he had to make with his family, with his lifestyle, whatever it took to fulfill his dream. And he did it. And now he's in demand. 
His vision's just growing and growing. His confidence blows me away. And he continues to press forward into this space that, in his words, he said he knew he was born to do and he knew he would be successful in it. And I just think it's so cool. And now that he's achieved this success and his dreams have come true, his family is actually able to see it. And they are very proud of him and they're proud to be connected to him. But whenever I think about his story, the question comes up, how do you know if you're chasing your purpose or what you were meant to do? And what's the time frame that you will allow yourself to figure that out? Because sometimes the thing that you think you're supposed to do is really the stepping stone to your actual endeavor. Because I have another friend that's a perfect example of this. He went to law school and he worked insanely hard and he was confident that he was going to be a lawyer. But he took the bar three times and then he redirected because he realized that wasn't it. That was a stepping stone to a business partnership that turned out to be more in line with the lifestyle that he was going after and quite frankly, more lucrative. In fact, he told me that he was going to come and do the podcast to talk about that journey and how he knew what he was supposed to do, because I think that's going to be an amazing episode. And he's the perfect person to deliver that because a lot of us deal with what we deem to be failure, which is really course correction, right? So that being said, how do you know? What's the thing inside of you that keeps you focused versus redirecting? Like the two examples that I just gave. If you're chasing your goals or your ideas or the seeds that you believe are planted in you, you have to be laser focused on that. But how do you know you can trust yourself? Here's where I see the little pit or the soft spot. When you're doing something new, there's so much to learn. You might have the idea, but if you haven't done it, you don't necessarily know what to do. So what do you end up doing? You end up reaching out to the people that you think can assist you in the different areas. Okay, good idea. But the issue is there's a big difference between brainstorming and someone pulling you off your path. Big difference. Brainstorming is explorative and I love it. I love doing that with people because you get exposed to things that you had never thought of. But telling you that you should take what you're doing in a different direction is slippery because they might be right, but they may also just be not able to see the vision. And there's a super fine line, like the size of a hair strand between trusting your gut, your vision, your thoughts, and being open to other ideas. So how do you balance it? That's why I thought this was the perfect topic for episode 10, because for nine episodes, I have experienced some form of this. In this really small window, this short period of time, I've actually had my podcast reach listeners in 13 countries as of today. And I don't say that to show off. I'm saying I had no idea it was going to move that fast. Every time I saw a new country pop up in my analytics, I would laugh because, I mean, it's so exciting. It's unbelievable. And it's so fast. But as I move through this process, I've had some people in my network have completely different ideas about the direction that they thought I should go as far as content or as far as messaging or my long-term strategy. And they're passionate about their ideas. And you know, I have to be open, right? Because they may be right in a lot of it. But when you're moving into a new space, you can benefit from mentorship. You can benefit from guidance, et cetera. So, you know, I'm lucky to get it. And, and you're lucky if you get that, which is why you have to click in when you get that opportunity. 
But we have to keep in mind that if we're talking about a change in direction, they could also not understand the vision. It could go either way. It seems like when I tell people that I don't sleep a lot, like I get very minimal sleep, which as a side note, I'm working to correct that. But when I tell them that I only sleep for a few hours, they feel compelled to come up with another strategy for me because they don't understand that I'm putting the work in that I need to, to come around the curve because this is very important to me. And what this represents is very important to me. So when you're forming something, you have to be flexible. And that's me too. I have to be flexible because you don't know what you don't know, which is an overly used saying, but it's true. You have to allow for course correction if necessary. You have to be open to figure out where you fit in in the market, like what the needs are and how you can meet that void. But how do you know if you're on the right track? Or how do you know when to trust yourself like the artist or when to re-strategize like the guy who went to law school? Because it's different for everyone. I had a talk with a girlfriend this weekend and she has a business, an existing business. She's phenomenal at what she does. She's very talented. And I tell everyone about her services because she's made a big difference in my life. But she hasn't decided if she wants to go all in yet for a variety of reasons. So we're talking about it and we're talking about what going all in looks like and what that vision was. Of course, I had a ton of ideas, just like the people that were talking to me. But at the end of the day, it's really up to her to decide if that's her calling. Does she really want to push past her fear of failure to get to the other side? She has to decide that. She has to decide if she wants to risk it or take the chance or put that work in, if she can trust herself, her ideas, her vision, her product, her skill set, because that came up. And that's it's important to understand if we're holding ourselves back because of fear of failure or because we don't really want it. And I've had to assess this numerous times lately. I've shared this with you. I've shared some of this with you. It's not an easy process. I can tell you that some real self-reflection goes on there, but we have to do it so that we can really focus in on where to spend our time. I will close with this. No one knows what's inside of you but you. A lot of times we don't show those very personal hopes or dreams or ambitions to other people because we fear rejection or we aren't sure about how they're going to perceive us. But if you have something inside of you that you feel is your purpose, your gift to the world, and if you're willing to do the work that it requires to get there, you owe it to yourself to explore it. Don't minimize who you are or what you can do. You don't want to shortchange yourself or the world. Trust the feeling that you have inside. Trust your ideas. Trust your vision. Trust your gut. Trust yourself. I'm Kimberly Fields. Thanks for listening. For more of The Fields Effect, check us out at thefieldseffect.com or connect with us on Instagram at The Fields Effect. Guys, click the follow button and lock in with us because sometimes looking at a situation from a different lens can change your whole experience. I'm Kimberly Fields. Thanks for listening.